player 2 has joined the game. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 180 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother's show. One. How are we doing? If you're watching, it'll all make sense in a minute. If this is the first time you're seeing us, I'm not usually like this, but if it is the first time you're seeing us, this is the Two Player Co-op Podcast, where just about every week, two brothers get together to tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share the video with your friends, family, and everyone in between. If you really like us, you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op, just like our producers, Steve Appleton, Aunt Sue, and Vernon Slayton did, as well as our affiliates, Loken Wilkinson and James Solar. I don't know why I need to look at the notes. I should have this did memorized you call by now. Loken? I didn't mean to. It's probably the mask. I think you could call them Loken. Well, I'm looking pretty crazy right now, and I feel kind of hot, so we're going to get through this. Uh, if you're listening on audio and I sound weird, just give me about another minute, and it'll all make sense. You sound uh, pretty normal, honestly. Okay, good. I don't feel normal. I feel very hot. Uh, and then when I breathe in, it's like, pfft, it just all sucks in. It's very weird. Uh, if you like merch, I've got this awesome NBA Jam t-shirt on, which is one of my favorites. But if you want to get a two-player co-op t-shirt, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. And whenever we start twitching again, it will be at twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. Uh, we put up on Monday this week, we did a two-plus-hour Final Fantasy VII spoiler cast. If you haven't seen it yet in your feeds, make sure you check it out. Check it out. We would really appreciate that. Um, it was me and Sean and our friend Jason, who's on the podcast for the first time in like two and a half years. We love Jason. Sean and Jason are the Final Fantasy VII uh, veterans, Final Fantasy overall veterans, really. Um, and I'm the newbie. So we went through the ending. We kind of gave our full review thoughts without having to worry about spoilers and everything. Um, we talked about what we think the ending means, what we think... And I've watched a lot of videos since then. Sean blew my mind. When you get to that moment in the video or the podcast, I'm just like, holy crap. Like, I kind of got some of it. I'm not going to get into any spoilers here. I kind of got some of it playing through the game, but then hearing Sean actually say it, I was like, oh my God. And I've watched three or four spoiler or like ending explained videos today. And I cannot wait for the remake. Uh, Did they all kind of agree with what I said? Because I'd only really watched one. Yes. And I just took it and ran with it. But I assume most people that are doing these are probably saying similar things. There's, without getting into spoilers, there's some... The character that I didn't know was a character, you know? From, uh, he has darker hair. Are you there? Me? Yeah, I thought you were talking to the people. No, I was talking to you. I was trying to just tell you in code. There's a debate on whether or not his fate might actually be the same as it was. Um, but I think it's pretty clear that it's the opposite of what happened before. So um, hmm. there's there's a big debate about that, but I, I think it's... I, I think they're pretty clear in what they're setting up. And... I'm more excited for part two, three, four, whatever ends up coming of this remake than I was even before I played this. 
Um, I don't know if everybody will share that, but Sean is the same as me. And I think Jason was too. We're all super stoked for whatever comes next, no matter what changes. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. Only if you beat in the game, obviously, or if you don't care about spoilers, um, because it is a spoiler cast, and that would tell you that there are spoilers in that. So if you're watching Without on YouTube, further ado, if you're watching on YouTube, a couple days ago I posted a tweet because I was bored. And Sean, I had asked him for some research. The reason I didn't do one of your options, Sean, is because I thought that would have won. And there was no way I could, like, I feel like I need, like, a straight razor to make that work, you know? The Tony Stark. There was just no, I, I, I'm not skilled enough to even, and I, my, my facial hair was not good enough to try and make that happen. No, yeah, that, you need it to be pretty thick to pull that off. Yeah. So what I tweeted the other day was, if you've watched the podcast the last few weeks, you know this whole beard growing thing is going about as well as I thought it would, dot, dot, dot. So let's have some fun with what I turn this beard, quote unquote, into next. What should I do next? And the options were Mover Scott. Mom said she wasn't the one person that voted for Mover Scott. Uh, so whoever voted for Mover Scott, thank you. Uh, Mover Scott, Tom Selleck, Paul Sr. from American Choppers, and Diesel slash Kevin Nash. So I asked Sean earlier, I was in, when Wait, I was so good. did mom vote for? She didn't even vote. She didn't see my tweet. Like, Thanks, no. mom. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Uh, Patreon.com slash Shoeplayercoa. You know who uh, I bet did vote? Who? Aunt Sue. She probably, oh, that's the mover, Scott. Oh, yeah, there you go. She probably that, voted for mover, Scott. She's the mover, Scott. <laughs> so thank you, Aunt Sue. Um, and there's a subsequent tweet that if you don't know who any of these people are, I mean, I think everybody knows who Tom Selleck is. I think most people that follow us at least know who Kevin Nash is. Maybe Paul Sr., Probably not Mover Scott, but I couldn't think of another just like beard, facial hair, or chin facial hair guy. So the results of the poll were Mover Scott got 6%. Diesel slash Kevin Nash got 19%. Paul Sr. got 31%. And the winner of the poll was Tom Selleck at 44%. So that means against, yeah, and poor Salamander, I know. <sighs> um. He was like six inches long. And he was like, it was like, it was horrible. Oh, does that ever happen to you? Has that ever happened to you? Like something random where you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know. And then. So the other day, no, oh, maybe. But the other day, um, you know, we've got, it was probably a couple weeks ago now. Um, You know, we have some drainage issues in our backyard. Yeah. And so we had, we put in a little like French drain thing. So there's this little catch basin in the backyard with a little grate over it and then it kind of uh lets out the front yard but we had a lot of standing water so i went out to see if maybe the thing was clogged and it was covered a little bit with just like grass clippings and crap so i was like pulling stuff off it and just you know to uncover it and um i'm pulling up clumps of grass and throwing it and then i pull up this thing that i'm like it felt like a rock i'm like oh i hope this isn't dog crap oh and i just kind of like fly it's right by the fence i just kind of like flung it against the fence and it just went thud (laughs) and then i looked down and i realized that what i threw was a little toad 
and he was alive. Oh, but he was like, <laughs> oh my God, you just, like, what just happened? And it's not like I whipped him at the fence. I you just, just kind of like grabbed CTE. him and I was just like a little, boop, just kind of like tossed it. But the poor thing, I was like, I picked him up and I was like, you know, stroking his little head and stuff. Yeah. And he was like blinking. Like, I think he was fine. I think it was just yeah. like, what just happened? But, well, so yeah. after you brought back the lawnmower, we had a dead toad, a dead frog or toad. I couldn't tell because it was like decayed just randomly sitting in the driveway. I was like, oh man, that probably got mowed over. And it was like stuck to the blade or something. Because uh, I've had that happen when I've cut the grass before and it's just horrible, but gross. Yeah, we should do a separate podcast. On that note, without further ado, you guys, at least some of y'all, this is the moment you've been waiting for. You voted for Tom Selleck. I'm also like, I'm really thirsty right now because obviously I can't drink with this thing on. By the way, you should take every precaution necessary if you're going out and going out into public. This is my actual mask. By the way, Sean, I ordered a mask. I don't know how long it'll take to get here with a respirator and stuff. And do you want to know what the face of it is? Bane. Oh, damn. It. <laughs> I don't know. It's an NES controller. Really? But anyway. We should sell two player co op masks. Can I'm, we, I'm sure. Can Teespr- we make those through Teespr- I'm sure Teespring has them by now. But without further ado, y'all wanted Tom Selleck. You get my version of Tom Selleck. If you're listening on audio services, please go over to youtube.com slash two-player co-op. Like, subscribe, share, all that other stuff. And now I'm going to look at the computer so I can see Sean's reaction because he has not seen this yet. He's seeing it when you see it. I mean, two days earlier, but you know what I mean. You wanted to see Tom Selleck. This is what you get. You do. You look like you look like Lalo. I do look like Lalo a little bit. <laughs> I think the absence of the rest of it makes the makes mustache... it like so much more pronounced. <laughs> yes, like you look like Ned Flanders. <laughs> Should I do the zoom in? Yes. All right, we're gonna zoom in. Um, it it looks way better when you're far away, like it is right now. But let's. Or you you look like Mario. Oh, you want to know what Casey said before he went to bed? He's like, Dad, when you showed me that, I thought it was a Mario stick-on mustache. <laughs> and Eliza, when she saw it, she said, Aw, Dad, your mustache is so pretty. I was like, thank you, Eliza. <laughs> so you should be at youtube.com slash two-player co-op. This is it in all its majesty. <laughs> I'm saying it's a good mustache. It is, but it's it's not a good look for you. It's not good. It's a good mustache. It's horrible. Like I said, Jess, when she saw it, she was like, what the hell is that? No, no, you have got to fix that right now. So this is the only time you're going to see me like this. (laughs) I will say for some reason, like I saw you with your beard. And so I'm like, I'm picturing that. And then just minus all this. And so it's like, I feel like I know what to expect, but then it still looks different than I expected. No, it looks way, it, I look like a villain in a Broadway musical from the 1940s or something. Like you're going to tie somebody to the train track yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it looks way better from far away when I'm like, the funny thing was, so I took my, cause you know, I bought the, the clippers for the boys and it's got like different guards you can put on. So first I was like, I had to clip everything down so I could actually shave it. And I was just like, and I was like, I'll shave down from there. But then I noticed there was a still, there was a couple that went bing, 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 bing. 
So I had to kind of cut those down and shave around it. And yeah, this is it. This will be the only time you see me like this. Uh, my wife will divorce me if I keep this more than tonight, probably. But I, what, what I am going to do before I shave it off, I'm going to put like the one of the guards on the trimmers and try to trim it. Like I think it was Derek that said on the podcast last week. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, I have a trimmer. However, I feel like if I trim anything off, there's going to be nothing left. So we're going to see what that looks like. But um, I hope you guys enjoy this mustache and all its glory. And I definitely need the beer because I cannot believe I'm on this podcast with just a full blown mustache. Uh, I like it. The one thing it did make me think of because of a video that posted this week three years ago it made me think where's bob mackie when you need him to call me a pube stash is what i thought of (laughs) (sighs) so with that out of the way you're probably all going to be very distracted i'm guessing sean's going to randomly laugh at a few points during this podcast (laughs) but uh that's the mustache i hope you enjoy it it's going to be gone next week i can't what I probably will do, though, I think I'm still going to go try to grow something out. <clears throat> I think it will just end up being this thing here because that never looked too horrible. If I actually try to take care of it, this lip hair thing, if you're on audio services. And um, only that? I think so. Maybe this, maybe the move, maybe I'll go with a mover, Scott. I really was hoping Paul Sr. was going to win. Um, uh, that's what I voted for. If I'm being honest, I was hoping Paul Senior was going to win. So maybe I just shave it all off, start growing it out again, and turn it into a. Paul See, I Senior. couldn't do that because it doesn't really like. Well, but mine doesn't I connect. Do the mustache, but I wouldn't be able to continue it down. Like, there's, I don't know. It's mine, just... mine doesn't connect either. However, these hairs, like, there's a gap right, like, right here on each side. One's a little bit lower than the other, which makes it even more funny. But if I let those get longer and just kind of like comb them down or something i think i could make it into a paul senior but the 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 funny thing with paul senior is he doesn't just go here like hogan he goes all (laughs) the way to like here and that's why i did paul senior instead of hogan also paul senior is a lot less controversial than hogan at this point (laughs) for many other reasons but yeah enjoy the mustache i hope you're all happy what is wario saying um Uh, if you have a Wii U or a 3DS in certain Latin America and Caribbean countries, Caribbean countries, you will no longer be able to read to redeem download codes, redownload software, or update your software on July 31st, 2020. So there's that. Uh, what do I got next here? Um, so this just broke today. I think we're going to start trying to just record on Monday nights for the most part. We were trying to record on Sundays. It gave me two days to edit the podcast, get it ready to go up. But honestly, at this point, we're all working from home. I can edit the podcast when I'm home on Tuesday and get it up on Wednesday. Sometimes it'll go up on Tuesdays. You never know. We don't really have that much of a schedule. But I think the schedule going forward is we're going to try to record on Mondays. The main reason is for the next three weeks, I don't want to record on Sundays anyways because the MJ documentary Uh, The Last Dance, which is phenomenal. If you're not watching it and you care anything about sports, you should be watching it. Um, But recording on Mondays, it seems like every week something happens on Mondays that if we recorded on Sunday, we were missing and we'd be a week and a half basically by the late, by the time the podcast posts the next week. 
Um, and there was something that just broke today. Last week, it was a Mario Maker update, which we'll get to here in a minute. But what happened today was Sony randomly tweeted out, hey, the Last of Us Part 2 is out June 19th. So we were both wrong. Luckily, I'm glad we're wrong because I want to play this game. I don't want to play it on my PS5. I want to play it as soon as I can. The Last of Us Part 2 is out June 19th. Ghost of Tsushima was delayed, I believe it's three weeks, uh, to July 17th. But another part of this, Naughty Dog tweeted this. Have you seen all this? I haven't been spoiled yet, but have you seen everything going on? I'm trying to stay away. I know what's going on, but I'm trying to just be very safe and stay away from it all. Naughty Dog tweeted out, we know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you. We feel the same. It's disappointing to see the release and sharing of pre-release footage from development. Do your best to avoid spoilers, and we ask that you don't spoil it for others. The Last of Us Part 2 will be in your hands soon. No matter what you see and hear, the final experience will be worth it. So luckily, I think all this was on Reddit. Um, I'm sure people have been tweeting about it, but it's none of the accounts that I follow. Nobody at IGN or VGC or probably even, God forbid, VG247. Even those sites, I don't think they would post what the spoilers are. But apparently what happened is an ex-developer at Naughty Dog was mad about his wages or something and was so mad about it that he tweeted out story spoilers for The Last of Us Part Two. I don't know how detailed they are. Um, and I don't know if it's like, like an overall view of the story. Luckily I haven't seen anything. Um, cause again, if you've been listening, listening to us for a while, you know that I had the last of us part one spoiled for me way before I played it. Um, I didn't play it until 2014 when it came out on PS4. And by then I already knew the ending. Um, the one thing that I didn't have spoiled for me, I did when they did the launch trailer for the remastered, um, I'll just say in case you haven't played it, the emotional moment in the first 20, 30 minutes. I didn't have that spoiled until about a week before I played the stupid game, which was even more annoying. Um, but yeah, apparently this ex-developer at Naughty Dog hates the culture or Neil or the higher-ups or something and was like, screw you guys, I'm going to leak all this stuff, including gameplay footage. I assume there's cutscenes. I don't know. Um, if you know what it is, do not comment on this video or podcast you'll be banned forever and i'm not even joking when i say that um yeah like this game to me first off i'm so happy it's coming in june i'm so glad we were wrong like we were both i think we both were kind of resigned to the fact that it wasn't going to be out until like november on the ps5 and ps4 that they were going to twilight princess or breath of the wild it i'm glad we were wrong Um, I'm glad the delay ends up being basically four weeks and not four or five months. Um, But the last of us is, I think what Naughty Dog has always been the best at is their storytelling, not their gameplay. So if I were to go into this, which I'm assuming and hoping will be the last last of us game. If I were to have anything spoiled for me, I would be, sad but incredibly angry as well like basically what i'm saying is i think you play naughty dog games for the story for the lore for 
connecting to previous games in the series, no matter what it is. And if that was spoiled for me, I would lose my freaking mind. Um, Sean, you got any thoughts on the last of us two, the leaks, all that other stuff? No, I mean, it sucks. I'm not, I don't think anybody I follow is going to tweet anything or retweet anything or hopefully even like anything that could then somehow pop up on my feed. So yeah, it's just one of those things where like anytime I see a story about it, I'm not going to read replies to it. I'm not going to just stay, just stay away. Luckily it's coming out in June and it's, yeah. you know, we only have to avoid spoilers for another seven or eight weeks and not yep. six months or something. So um, I don't know. I think it's lame, but. So if I'm, if I'm right, I think the last of us came out. So I think this is the week after nine E three, the last of us on PS three came out the week of E three. So there's a symmetry there. Um, I don't really care about ghost of Tsushima. Like I was, uh, like we said for the last two, three weeks, whatever it was since uh, last of us got delayed. I, I said all along, and I think you agreed with me. There's no way ghost isn't getting delayed as well. It did. I, I think the game's probably ready, but obviously Sony's not stupid. There, there was like an Amazon leak a couple of weeks ago that was like, oh, The Last of Us has been listed as coming out June 26th, the same day as Ghost of Tsushima. And I'm like, why would you even, I get that you need the clicks, but like, there is no company on earth that is so stupid as to put out their last two flagship this gen games on the same day. It's ridiculous. So whether Ghost of Tsushima needed to be delayed, whether they had, you know, manufacturing delays with discs or anything, I said, like, if The Last of Us is getting delayed, this getting delayed too, and we ended up being right. Yeah. I I mean, I'm definitely more interested in Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know. I haven't just given up on it. It's the kind of thing that I'll I'll read reviews and stuff, and if it sounds like I can't miss it, then yeah, I might still pick it up. But at this point, I don't know. I'm not terribly interested. Yeah, if it's like a 95 on Metacritic or something, then I'll be like, oh, because I was kind of that way. Like, I mean, Horizon only ended up being an 89 on Metacritic, which is odd to me because I think that game should have been mid 90s. But Horizon was one of those games I was always interested in. But then it had the the uh, unluckiness of coming out a week before Breath of the Wild did. So I was like, I kind of want to play this game, but I'm not going to not play Breath of the Wild. 89 on Metacritic, but a lot of the reviews I was reading was mid nines to upper nines. And I was like, okay, so I need to play this game. And Colin and Greg back, that was right. The the funny thing that was right before everything hit the fan, it kind of funny. Um, were just saying it was possibly at that point, I think they both said it was the best PS4 exclusive. Um, Greg has switched to God of war. Colin wasn't as high on God of war, but anyways, I wasn't as interested in horizon until the reviews hit and everything. So it's kind of the same thing with this, like ghost sounds cool, but it's not like a day one thing for me. Obviously I'll be, (laughs) I'll be long done with uh, last of us part two in the three weeks before ghost comes out. But I don't know. Do we want to, I'm just going to say this on the air. Do we want to replay last of us and do a spoiler cast to get ready for this? 
I don't know. I tried like a, I have no idea. I would guess maybe a year or so ago. And I just, I don't know. It's not like it's a bad game. I really liked it, but man, I just couldn't get into it the second time around. And that's my complaint about a lot of games these days. Like the replay. Yeah. I tried playing God of War again and I couldn't. I tried playing Last of Us again. I couldn't. I've never even bothered try playing Breath of the Wild again. Yeah. Love your solid five. Or there's so many games that I'm just like, okay, I beat it, I'm done with it, and that's it. Um the one that I can think of that was an exception. Uh, well, I guess there's been a few, but like Spider-Man, I beat and then I played through it again, um, mainly to get the platinum. But did you end up beating uh, it? I can't remember the second yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and like I've played Resident Evil two a couple times. I'll probably play three again. But so many of the games these days, I'm like, no matter how, I don't know that I'll play through. I'll probably play through Final Fantasy again. Yeah, you will. But um, before the second one comes out. Before, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll be an exception. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I will. I think it'd be a cool thing to do. I mean, if you want to do it, I think it's it's I think content, but I don't know. Last time I tried, I played for like an hour or two and stopped and then never picked it back up. I think I I definitely want to play through it again because I remember the two big moments along with like the giraffe and a lot of what happens in winter, because that's so disturbing. Um, I'm definitely going to play through it again. I'm not going to say you have to, but if you feel like you want to play through it again, we play through at the same time. Then I think we do a spoiler cast, but I'm fine either way. Yeah. Uh, We did get a podcast question from James solar. You might've put this up last week and I just didn't see it. Uh, If you did, I'm sorry. Um, but James writes in, he says, God of War slash PS Now. There are six God of War games on PS Now that I've never played, which means all of them except 2018. What order should I play them? They are God of War HD, two and th- God of War HD, two, three, and remastered, Chains of Olympus, Ghost of Sparta, and Ascension. So essentially, that's every God of War game before 2018. So uh, let me look up the chronology here. Oops, that's my back. Do you have a back of the box? No, I could probably, I could probably get one. Uh, let me think see. about. It. Uh, what the hell? It's gone. It's gone, Jerry. Gone. Um, oh, there it is. Okay, so the chronology is this: it goes Ascension, Chains of Olympus, God of War, Ghost of Sparta. 2-3-2018. This is kind of like when people ask, like, what should you do? Now, by the way, I screwed this up with my kids before The Force Awakens comes out. I had I had them watch Star Wars 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. What you should do is 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 6, and then watch The Force Awakens. I screwed that up. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> they were little kids, so who cares? What I think you should do is I think you should play God of War 1. Now, what you should play next, you should either play this next or skip it, is Ascension. Because Ascension, like I just said, it's the earliest in the chronology. But then I do think you should play Chains of Olympus. Chains of Olympus. I don't know why I put a T on there. (laughs) Chains of Olympus. It's a mustache talking. Chains of Olympus. 
Ghost of Sparta, which I think like the story in that and everything is so freaking good that that deserved its own PS2 or PS3 release. I I say to this day, I love Ghost of Sparta. I don't think you've ever played through it, right, Sean? I've only played the three yeah. mainline games. So I what this would be my you you play God of War one, so you see who Kratos is, what made him Kratos, and everything, and then you go back. You either skip Ascension, which I think it's fine, but at that point everybody was sick of God of War or whatever. It's like a solid. It's not a bad game. It's just more God of War. It's like a seven point five to me. So God of War either play Ascension because that's the first in the chronology, or skip it and then play Chains of Olympus, Ghost of Sparta. Two and three. Because I think one kind of does what four and five did in Star Wars. It, it sets up who these characters are, why they're the way they are and everything. And then you can go back and kind of see what came before the events that happened in God of War one. Then play two because two leads directly, like literally directly into three. And then that's the end of the story before you get to God of War 2018. Um, so that's my answer. You agree, Sean? I mean, I don't know what any of the games are. <laughs> but yes, that's the age-old debate of do you go chronologically story-wise, chronologically of release? Do you just make well, your own path? Th- this is the problem with prequels in general when it comes to either like if you were going to tell somebody right now that hasn't watched Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, what would you tell them to watch first? Obviously, Better Call Saul's got one more season. Hopefully, it comes out next fall. But what would you tell them? I, I, I think still in think general Star Wars may be the exception. I don't know. I think in general, prequels are done. Prequels don't work. What am I trying to say? Almost all the time. <laughs> well, prequels don't work, you know, uh, in a vacuum, like by themselves. Like Star Wars 1, 2, 3 would not have been made if not for 4, 5, 6. And I know that's an obvious statement, but like just because that's the order of the story, it still came after. You still need to watch, you know, the source material like why is this prequel a thing so now i do think it's a cool idea to go four five one two three six i get that but in general you should absolutely go four five six one two three before you should do one two three four five six yeah so, I, I either way i screwed up i t- <laughs> i tend to say go in release order now there may be some exceptions to the rule um so if but. you go release order, and I don't have this, let, let me see if this website has it. Um, hold on, give me a second. Oh, I got a bag of the box, by the way. Okay, good. Um, well, crap, I don't know. I think the release order was one, two, Chains of Olympus. When did the PSP come out? I think it was 05. Is it that long ago? I'm trying to think. I know the Vita was 2011 in Japan. I think it was 2012 here. 
Yeah, so I don't even know what the release order is. I think it was God of War 1, Chains of Olympus, 2, Ghost of Sparta, 3. I know it was 3 and then Ascension and then 2018. But God of War is the one thing I don't think... I, I That's the one thing I don't think you should play it through in release order, which can get kind of tricky when it comes to the actual gameplay. But I would say, like I said, 1... Either do Ascension or skip it. I think it's a fine game. You don't, it's fine because there's also, they talk about Demos who plays into Ghost of Sparta. That, that's the one thing I remember from Ascension. But I would go one, either play Ascension or skip it. Chains of Olympus, Ghost of Sparta, two, three. Because you have to go, you, you agree with me, you have to go two, three because they, they, yeah. they it's almost like they had one giant game and they're like, uh, we'll just end it here. Yeah. And then we'll pick up literally exactly three picks up. If you don't know this, and if you don't, just don't Google spoilers. Two, uh, three picks up right, literally right where two ends. Um, like no time passes, except the graphics get so much better from the two to the, the PS2 to the PS3. So that's what I would say. Sean. Yes. What have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing some Mario Maker, mm. which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII Original. So how far are you now? Did you end up beating it? I'm to the point where I could beat it. Okay. Um, but I don't want to yet. I kind of want to... I haven't yet... I know I can't get the Platinum on this playthrough... And I'm also kind of, since I know I can't, I haven't even bothered looking at trophies. Wait, are are you talking about the original? Original. Okay. So since I know I can't get it on this playthrough, I'm not too concerned with looking at trophies yet. I kind of just want to do, I kind of want to just max everybody out. I've got all the ultimate weapons, all the final limit breaks. I did all that. Um, I'm trying to get everybody to 99 now. I want to beat Ruby and Emerald. So I want to just do all that stuff. And then I'll probably take a look at trophies and see um, what all is left and see if it's worth. Because at the very least, I need to start over again because I need to, because I wasn't thinking, and I tend to do this a lot, but I, uh, even though I knew it was a thing, I just blasted right through uh gold saucer which is where you go on the dates and if you make Uh, certain choices in the game up to that point you can go on a date with barrett and i know at the very least there's a trophy for that i think there's a trophy for all all the dates but i'm i'm looking that up but see it's the kind of thing that you can't even like save right before because it's yeah the choices you make from the beginning of the game will affect it so it's almost like you need to start i don't know actually it looks like the only trophy is for barrett Okay, because you need to do very specific things. Like, you need to go out of your way to make that happen. It's pretty realistic that you can go on the date with either Aerith or Tifa, depending on just how you play it. But in order for it to be Barrett, you need to play it in some weird ways and make sure you don't talk to these people and make sure you answer this thing this certain way, stuff like that. So I know at the very least I've missed that. I need to go back and get it. So... um even if I don't get the platinum, I just kind of want to say that I've done everything. I've still never beaten Ruby and Emerald, so I'm going to try to do that. And well, if you can do that, you're going to get this platinum. I'll try to chat it to you here. Um, it seems like the platinum is very doable. 
Um, you have to get everybody's limit break, which seems like that would be pretty easy. Um, I feel like I've already done that. I mean, I have done that. I don't remember a trophy popping though, unless maybe I've done that in a previous playthrough. Maybe, yeah. Um, you have to beat Diamond. You have to beat Ruby and Emerald. And Master Summon Materia seems like that's kind of rare. That one's tough. It's okay. not tough. It just takes a lot of work. Well, a lot of time. Yeah, I think you could you could definitely do this. Um, yeah. When I'm just going through this, yeah. Oh, you have to get nine... 99,999,999 gil. So I don't know if that means at once or total. Let me click the trophy. Holy crap. I'm at like 500,000. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way to get gil. Yeah, you can fast. go to the ancient forest. Um, get clouds, something weapon. Apocalypse. Triple growth weapon is yeah. miserable. So at that site, you can click on every individual trophy. Yeah, it looks like you just have to grind. But I mean, you got yeah. the platinum and freaking, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, blood the, stained. Yeah, blood stained. So I think you could definitely get that. I, I feel like this is like, for you, this is me getting the platinum in Metal Gear Solid 3. Like, I just feel like there's a platinum available. You can get this remake. I think it's just wait. I, I cannot imagine playing that game on hard. So I don't think you should even stress yourself out with that, but I think you can definitely get the platinum on actual final fantasy seven. Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably do it. We'll see. Did you go back to remake at all? No. Okay. Uh, if you didn't catch the spoiler cast, all I've played is Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I beat the remake. Um, I did a little bit of Final Fantasy VII regular. Uh, I didn't play anymore since we podcasted the other day. I'm as far as I've ever gotten in that game, about 45 minutes in on the train, going to the second bombing run. I just, I don't know... I feel like I am missing something because I just don't like turn-based gameplay. Like, I think that, like, like Jason brought up, he had some issues with the combat in Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I do too, mostly because what I've heard you talk about in the past with Final Fantasy XII, when it comes to the Gambit system, I feel like this game was begging for a Gambit system, you know? Yeah. It feels like the only thing that's close to that is just doing the auto-cure with, I think it's Tifa, right? It's whoever you want. Okay, yeah. okay. I think I had it set to Tifa all the time because yeah. she was there a lot. But like, I feel like this game was begging for a Gambit system. Um, yeah, the AI is pretty horrible. Not good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but overall, I love the remake battle system so much more than the original. Um, I know... <laughs> Mr. Slayton, I know you sent us Persona 5. I I kind of want to try that just because, but like I have never, ever, ever been good or even liked. I, I feel like I I feel like at this point it's it's like it's in my head. Like I don't even know that I could play Super Mario RPG at this point, dude. Like I it's just possible you just don't like turn-based games. I mean, now, I definitely don't, but like, is there something <laughs> It's one thing if you don't like them because you don't get them or because you're like not 
good at it, you don't understand the strategy, we can overcome that. But if you okay. just don't like it and it's just boring and you just can't get into it, then yeah, you'll, you probably won't like any of them. No, I think it's more the strategy. Like when I played, remember way back when, when the, when the demo came out for, um, uh, what's the game that you have on switch? The, the oh, beautiful 16 bit Octopath. So when I played that demo, I was like, Sean, I don't know what I'm doing, but I remember like on a podcast way back then you told me about like, but you don't have to just like attack every time you got to think and do this, blah, blah, blah. And I, I like, I went back and did the demo again in that last fight. I did better at it. I don't think it's that I don't like turn base. I think it's like, I'm impatient and I don't know the best way to actually play these games. Like when, when I've been playing through final fantasy seven regular, it's like, I just keep like we talked about, I just click in R3 and I'm like limit break. Okay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, whatever. I just want really for me. And it's probably, I think the main issue with final fantasy seven is like, I, I love, from what I've seen, even with what I know changes now in the remake, I love this story. And I just want to see what their vision was for the original. I don't want to just read it on Wikipedia. I want to experience it. Even though it's just text, yeah. there's no voice acting or anything. You know what I mean? But still, you have a different, you have a totally different oh, yeah. connection to it when you experience it. As, yeah, as opposed to just reading a synopsis or whatever. Um. But I did beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. If you want our spoiler-filled thoughts, go check out that podcast, like I said at the top. Um, before I reveal this beautiful mustache, I keep looking in the camera, and all I see is Lalo. <laughs> it's just it's freaking me out, man. Um, but overall, like I said in that podcast, this is far and away... It's not even close that this is my game of the year so far. Right now, I would say... Two is probably Resident Evil 3 with Doom Eternal close behind it and then Twin Breaker and Top Run. We haven't, there hasn't been a lot of new games. Um, I am really interested in Trials of Mana. It's right around an 80 on uh, Metacritic. Um, it's a doable platinum. When I say doable, I mean around 40 hours. Um, you have to play through the game three times because you have to get everybody's story. And I think you can only have two people in a party and you have to get all six stories. And the only other thing is you have to beat one boss on hard, but everything I was reading online is like, if you're, if you're leveled up, it's not that hard and you can switch difficulties. So you don't have to play through the whole game on hard to get there. So I really think at some point I'm going to play trials of mana and get, a, get a platinum for that whenever it drops from 50 because 50 is way too much for that game. I 40 maybe, but I think 30 is a sweet spot for that. But um, yeah, right now, I mean, do you agree? Is this easily your game of the year so far? Yeah. And it's not even close, but I also don't know. I have feel like I haven't really played much. Yeah. I mean, final fantasy is one resident evils two. Oh, honestly, Animal Crossing, I guess is three. like damn I don't Sean. I mean, but I don't that's all I've played. Okay, so go into my account and download Top Run. <laughs> <laughs> download Twin Breaker and download Doom. I don't even know if it'll screw up my thing, but like Top Run, I still I, I did the nose thing that you did on Mario Maker. Where it's like, <laughs> um 
I haven't seen the install pop on my PS4, so I'm not going back to Top Run, but I really, I want you to try Twin Breaker for yourself. I, I think that's one of those that I will actually grind out and get the Platinum. Um, but I, I really, the, the one I really want you to try is Doom Eternal um, and give it time, give it four or five hours. And, you know, once, once you get the flow of the combat and everything, I, I would really love to get your thoughts on that. Um, but I also really more than anything, and I'm not going to say death stranding. I want you to now play uncharted Four. um, I'm not going to go play through it again, but I remember pretty much all the big moments. So just to hear you talk about it would be awesome for me. Um, but yeah, honestly, like final fantasy seven remake coming from a noob who's only played the original for 45 minutes now twice. It's far and away my game of the year it's if i had to give it a score i wouldn't give it a 10 but i it's a solid 9.5 um yeah i think that's about where i'm at i'm uh, there there's definitely filler there's we we talk about in the spoiler cast like the, the the monkey bar stuff is annoying um there's there's like we said with the, the the combat while i love it there are issues with it um and there's also just you, you can tell there's filler where it's like it's filler, but it's like, it's filler for a reason. It's filler for character growth, which again, <clears throat> the reason I love video games for the most part isn't the gameplay. Like Metal Gear Solid 3 is my favorite game of all time. The game doesn't play well. It doesn't. I will never try to convince you that it does. But to me, it's still, now I haven't beaten Final Fantasy VII regular, but to me, it's still the best story ever told in a video game. And I would think you would probably say it's at least top five, if not top three. But like that, that's what I want from way back when, when we were talking about doing like a nerd night talk here in Memphis, it was going to be why video games are the best storytelling medium. And to me, it's not even close. Like video games are better than, books they're better than movies because video games are it's a it's a give and a take it's a push and a pull like you are interacting with the story and the story's pushing back on you and that's what i love about video games more than anything like mario 3 mario world link to the past like mario 1 all, all these games that just play perfectly Yes, I love them. They're like some of my favorite games of all time. But for me, it's more the story. And that's why I'm so excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1. I think we know what Part 2 is going to be called. Would you agree based on the way it ends? Yeah. That title card. And that's kind of why I think maybe I'm probably just hoping against hope that we just get one more game and that fills out everything. But um like I loved, it's easily my game of the year because the story, the combat for the most part is amazing. But more than anything, it's 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 the story, it's the cinematics and everything. That the cutscenes in this are just on another level. Now I get that the director of this is the Kingdom Hearts guy. Up until the very and I would never think this game was directed by a Kingdom Hearts guy. Well, that's one question that I didn't bring up on the spoiler cast. Without going into spoilers, 
one of the, one of the things I've heard in videos, sorry, hit the microphone that, that I've been watching is that some people are complaining that it feels too, too much like kingdom hearts at the end. I know Jason touched on kingdom hearts a little bit. I can't remember what he said, but like, did this feel like you think it still felt final fantasy, final fantasy, right? More than kingdom hearts. I don't know. It felt definitely more final fantasy than kingdom hearts. Um, my only kind of somewhat little bit of slight um, reservation. Yeah. Disappointment, whatever you want to call it with the game is I had gotten my hopes up when I started playing to me, it still doesn't feel just from a total um, length time, whatever. It's obviously a very big game. I mean, not a very big, a big game, but it didn't have that full, like Final Fantasy arc kind of feel to it. It still felt like an incomplete game, which I mean, it kind of is. Um, there's a lot of like Final Fantasy is known for like optional stuff, and I feel like this game was it wasn't a whole lot of. I mean, there's side quests, but they're just like there's not much of a reward for doing them. Usually the optional stuff gets you pretty cool stuff or it's like a crazy accomplishment, beating Ruby or Emerald weapon, whatever. This was just like, yeah, go talk to that guy and run around and find his kids or like, it's nothing, none of it's big accomplishments. There's not really any great rewards for it. So I don't know. It still felt kind of incomplete. It didn't feel like a standalone full fledged final fantasy game. Now, one question I have, I think this came up on our spoiler cast, but I didn't know what you're all talking about. But when I went back and watched a couple of these videos, they were talking about how the, I don't think this is in a, this is a spoiler, but in Shinra, you can do the like arena thing. There's a lot of those optional fights that I think you would really like. Cause so, uh, Gerard the Completionist put out his Final Fantasy VII review over the weekend. It was five, 55 minutes. It's the longest video he's ever done. Longer than Breath of the Wild. And I haven't watched it yet because that I'll probably do it tomorrow. Um, but he also put up a video that was like how to beat Boss X in 15 minutes. And it's like the ultimate boss inside this Coliseum thing. And I think what I would love is if you were to go back boot it up and go to that chapter, get there. And I, I wonder if that thing would scratch the itch for the Emerald and Ruby and Sapphire and whatever else it is that, that you're used to in a Final Fantasy VII game. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, I did everything when I was at the actual Coliseum and Wall Market and okay. the similar thing in Shinra. I know I missed out on stuff in the Coliseum because I didn't even bother going while I had Aerith. I went okay. back later in the game when I did not have Aerith and there's like solo things. You can, you can do stuff as Cloud, you can do stuff as Tifa, you can do stuff as Barrett, you can do stuff where you pick two people and you can do stuff where you have your whole party. So I know there's some Aerith exclusive battles and stuff you can do there. And maybe once you do those, it unlocks like another tier or something where it's like, really difficult because none of these were very difficult okay and that's kind of how the shinra stuff was too except i don't know how you can get there with 
Oh, wait, who was I missing? I'm trying to think of, yeah, because I didn't have Aerith yet. So right. I didn't have Aerith. I don't know if there's a place, if there's a way you can get there with Aerith. I don't it's think not like so. you can just go back and free roam. Like you have to go back to that chapter. Yeah, you got to go up whatever the stairs was going the on elevator. at that point yeah. is what you're going to be. So I don't know how you get there with Aerith. And I did everything that was there available for me. So I don't know how that stuff. I works. think I, I could be wrong, but unless I think it's exclusive post game exactly. content, if you go back after you beat it, then that unlocks stuff. Maybe. Well, now remember going back like a month ago or something, we said they added in post game stuff that I didn't understand because I've never played a Final Fantasy seven or a Final Fantasy game period all the way to the end. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Um, maybe yeah. But now just hearing you say that, I'm like, maybe I should go back and play remake some more. <laughs> Like I know I'm not uh, yeah, gonna get I mean, the I'm kinda tempted. I, I'm not gonna get the platinum. There's there's literally I'm not good enough to beat this game on hard. There is no freaking way. Um but yeah, this is easily it's it's not a ten out of ten. Um I probably have more my, my whole top ten list is probably at this point ten out of tens. Um and probably like my top 15 are probably 10 out of 10s in my mind. So this isn't a 10 out of 10, but the more I've researched the ending and what it means for the future, I am more excited than ever. And every, it was so weird talking to you and Jason, because I think you were both on the same page. Like I said, I think you're both excited for what comes next, but there's a big, apparently a big contention of people that are like super pissed without spoilers at the last 30 40 minutes of this game which to me never having gotten <laughs> through midgar in you know four or five hours whatever it is in the original game i am over the moon excited for what comes next and after reading some of the backstory and the theories and stuff i'm just i don't know yeah so i don't know yeah Final Fantasy VII Remake is my game of the year to this point. Now that Last of Us Part Two is actually coming out this year, we'll see. Apparently, the only thing I will say from the spoilers, some people are apparently really pissed off. But I wonder if they're pissed For Last off. Last of Us? Yeah. That they feel that, like... That it was spoiled or no. because of what happens? They, they feel like, apparently they feel like, and I've seen this without seeing spoilers, they feel like Naughty Dog betrayed them. I don't know what that means and I don't want to know what it means, but I'm just like, you're a bunch of idiots. You don't even know if this, like obviously some of the stuff that got out there is real because Naughty Dog would not have commented on it, you know, but I'm like, I'm just blocking all that out. I don't care. I just want this game in my hands. I want to beat it in 15, 20, 25 hours, whatever it is and enjoy it. And I don't want it spoiled for me like Last of Us 1 was. So, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Sean. Yes. Do you want to get the news of the week? Let's do it. So we missed out on this last week because of our recording schedule, but there was a huge Mario Maker update, which is the biggest update ever. There's a weird space in this pair, this uh, section as I'm looking, and I wondered what Sean did to my copy. I had to check my watch because I just texted myself what the time code was for when to put in the breaking news thing. All right. 
This comes from Nintendo. Launching this, uh, I'll editorialize here, launching this past week on April 22nd, a free update to the Super Mario Maker 2 game for Nintendo Switch will add a new World Maker mode. In this mode, multiple courses created by a user can be tied together on a path on a world map from a starting point to the end castle. The look of the world map, Mass Effect 2 and 3 are on sale. The, the look of the world map can also be customized. Up to eight worlds containing a total of 40 courses can be combined, creating a mini Super Mario game that can be shared with others. This is a PG podcast, so I'll just say F yeah. In addition to World Maker, guess who else is making an appearance? The Koopalings! All seven of these devious troublemakers, each with his or her own moveset pattern, can be added to courses. Additional power-ups and course parts will also be added to Super Mario Maker 2 after downloading the update. Dash block. Including the Super Mario... I knew you were thinking it. Super Mario 2 Mushroom, which transforms Mario and friends into their look from Super Mario 2 and allows them to pick up and throw items and enemies, just like in that classic game. With a frog suit from Super, frog suit from Super Mario 3, Mario can swim through water with ease and even run across its surface. This is new, right? That's new, yeah. Okay. Other power-ups being added to the game are the Power Balloon, first introduced in Super Mario World. I'm pretty sure that was only introduced there. Am I wrong, or is that the only game that the Power Balloon was in? Um, I can't think of another one, unless it's like a 3DS game that I haven't played. Yeah, it may have just been some weird spin-off kind of game, but... The yeah. Super Acorn from New Super Mario Brothers U and the Boomerang Flower, as well as wearables like the Cannon Box and Propeller Box. So some bullet points here, what I've written down is, so you can create up to eight worlds and 40 total courses. So if you do eight worlds, you can only do an average of five courses per, per world. The Super Mario Brothers 2 Mushroom is only available in the Super Mario 1 playstyle. That makes sense. The frog suit is only available in Super Mario 3. Sean, I see your green cursor there. The power balloon is only available in Super Mario World. The super acorn is only available in Super Mario Brothers U. <laughs> We're going to have a dash block here. <laughs> We're going to have a dash block. Dash block, horse car, Remind me at 9 a.m. Remind me at 9 a.m. to tweet out Oh, you stupid. <laughs> Remind me at 9 a.m. to tweet out the dash block. Just a sec. Okay, added. Thank you. The, uh, so the boomerang flower, the cannon box, propeller box. So when I'm saying boxes, these are like, they're just the things you put on your head like snake. Propeller box, Goomba mask, bullet bill mask, and red pow box are only in the Super Mario 3D World playstyle. This is super weird, but the Koopalings are available in every game style except 3D World. What? Did we not fight them? Like, I know we didn't get through the whole game when we did Mario Mondays for 3D World. But I could have... Wasn't there Koopalings in that? I don't think they were in it. I think it was other weird... Like an Odyssey or something? Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Odyssey. I don't know. I don't remember if they were in... I just thought that was odd. But they weren't in World. Yeah. 
Oh, no, they were in World. They no, were they were in, in World. What are you talking about? They were about? in... Where did they come from? Three? Three. They st- yeah. Were they in you? I mean, yes. new? New? Apparently. Because you can play them there, yeah. But, I mean, they weren't in one, and you can put them in this game. So, I don't know. Well, it that's seems true, kind yeah. of arbitrary. Yeah. It, it, it's super weird. I don't understand and it. And they changed um, all the sprites. Yeah. Like, even though they were in World, they all look totally different in this one. And- well, like, remember... <laughs> Like when I did my uh, my homage to the last level Mario three when you fought Koopa at the end or Bowser sorry we we both remember one time he jumped and he like looked like this and then this and we both at the same time went uh, was like an extra frame of yeah we were like or something we were both like yeah that's not that's not right that that, that is not right he didn't have all those frames um, the cursed key so you can place a key somewhere. I don't think you have to be, well, uh, you don't have to be, well, I don't know, because you can only pick it up if you're Mario 2 Sprite, but. No, it's not, it works just like the normal keys, like it just floats okay. behind you. You don't pick it up like you do in Mario 2. Mm. So I think it's only in Mario 1, just like it is Mario only 2 Mario is yeah. only in Mario 1, yep. but you don't need to have the Mario 2 mushroom to get it or anything like that. Right. The on-off trampoline is only in 3D World and now 3D World. Apparently, you couldn't do this before. You can now do a dash block. No, not a dash block. You can now do a dotted line block. Um, so that's weird that that wasn't in 3D World before. It was well, the other weird thing, else. since everybody uses them, until this update, you couldn't do the red and blue mm-hmm. on-off switches. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, is that what you're talking about? That's what they're calling the dotted line block, oh, which okay. is weird, but yeah. But okay, so yeah, but that is weird that those weren't in there already since everybody uses them and everything. Yep. So, And they didn't even like mention that in that release video. They showed them, but they right. didn't even like call them out. And then... No, you had to like, look at the patch minute, you... notes like I did to be yeah. like, wait, yeah. So on your local Switch, you can save up to six Mario Worlds, but you can only upload one per account? Is what I read. Is that true? So, like, if you make a world that's just one world, you have to delete that before you upload another one? That that seems weird, but that's what the patch note said. So, I, I haven't made a world yet. By the way, we do have plans whenever we're done with this whole safer at home stuff. Um, I have plans. Sean has plans. I think it would be fun for both of us to play through each of our worlds because – when I get super frustrated and I want to kill myself playing Sean's levels, he can come in and just be like, well, this is how you beat it. Blah, blah, blah. But, um, so I've got two Zelda levels for you. Right. I've got my Mario world, which you already yep. know what it is. Yep. And I'm not going to say then it. the other day I made a 3d world level, hmm. uh, using all the different, well, basically all the, new, all the new power ups and stuff. Okay. So, I've got lots of stuff for you to play on Mario Maker. Great. I will wait. I'm not. I'm not. I'll, I'll do Zelda, but like, I'm not good at video games, <laughs> and this can't last forever. Um, I will say, I, I think this is Mario Maker's biggest update, wouldn't you say? Ever? Probably. Yeah. I mean, Mario Maker 2's biggest update, but like. It's awesome, but it's also super depressing that they said this is the last update, you know? I mean, they, they keep saying it's the last big update, so it's possible there may be some other things like... Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't think they're going to add new power-ups and stuff, but maybe we'll there will still be updates to... Pink Hair tweet. Link. Pink Hair Link for Super Mario World, for crying out loud. Yeah, hey, I don't think you're getting that now. But um, I don't know. The World Maker thing is cool. It could be better, but I get why it's not the way it is. Like, It would be kind of a massive overhaul, but if you could have multiple exits from yep. your world from or from your courses yeah, you, I think you that called cool. that like as soon as this came out you texted me yep um it doesn't really flow like a normal mario game like each level is just a standalone thing it would be cool if you beat one level with a fire flower you should start the next level with a fire flower that kind of stuff but that doesn't work because all the power-ups aren't the same through the game so if you finish one yeah. level with the mario 2 power-up and the next level is Mario World, where you're not going to be able to carry that over. So I get it, but there may still be like minor updates and little tweaks to fix things. But yeah, I don't think you're going to have another update anywhere near this. So tell me if I'm right. Um, does this kind of seem like this is going to say this isn't going to make any sense? But does it seem like the dungeon maker from Link's Awakening, how it was kind of like? Like, obviously, we've got Mario Maker already. They add this stuff to it, and it's like, you can make your own worlds, but you can't really, because stuff doesn't carry over. It's kind of like how Link's Awakening was like, you can make your own dungeons, but all you can do is pick from all the screens that were already yeah. in dungeons. You know what I mean? It's it's almost just a cool, like, visualization thing. The yeah. actual experience of it isn't a whole lot different than if you just went to my maker page and right. just played this level and then played this one and then played that one. It's not a whole lot. But your lives carry all kind of feels disjointed. Yeah, so you when you make your world, okay. you say how many lives you want available. Um, one cool thing is there are new bonus games. It's not all the little match three oh. thing. There's two new ones. So I don't know if it's random, but like there's that and there's hmm. at least two new ones that I've played. I don't know if that's it, but okay. So it's cool. I mean, it's it's definitely fun, but I think whenever we get Mario Maker 3, I think oh. they'll have a legit I think they'll think about all this stuff ahead of time and plan yeah. accordingly. See, what I hope is that they think about all this when they make Zelda Maker. Yeah. I'm hoping against hope, but whatever. Next up, Sony and Guerrilla Games are apparently tr planning on a Horizon trilogy. I just saw my mustache. All right. Multiple sources have told VGC that Sony Interactive Entertainment has greenlit ambition plans. Ambitious plans. You can tell I had some beers. For the post of pop, pop goddamn. Dash block. Dash block. Post-apocalyptic. After Guillermo. the apocalypse. Guillermo. Guillermo. <laughs> Open world franchise, which debuted in 2017 with 10 million selling zero dawn. This. <laughs> what the frick? Did you do something or is that how they no, wrote this? I did not, but now I want to read it. Amsterdam, Amsterdam-based Gorilla had always de desired to deliver a series of Horizon games and a multi-part script was written. But the plan was only officially agreed after the original's game, original game's strong debut on PS4. Dashblock. Horizon is set on a far future Earth where nature has reclaimed the planet. But massive animal-like, no, I will change that to dinosaur-like machines, rule the land. Zero Dawn follows the story of Aloy, 
one of the best characters ever. I will editorialize. A young woman on a quest to explore the ruins of the ancient past. The title was both a commercial and critical success, with the team going on to win the 2018 BAFTA Games Award for Original Property. The next installment, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, which I'm going to put that in quotes because I don't think that'll be the name, started development soon after the first game's successful release, sources said. Initially, the game was planned for PS4. However, it's thought that development has now entirely shifted focus to Sony's next-gen console. I will editorialize there, Sean, and say no dookie. Poop. You know, poop. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is said to be gigantic in scope with a larger game world and more freedom to explore it than its predecessor. People with knowledge of the game also indicated the inclusion of a co-op feature, although it's not clear if this is delivered via the main story or a separate mode. At one point, Dashblock, Gorilla was planning to release a standalone co-op game preview with progress carrying over to the later full version of Zero Dawn 2. One person involved told VGC. I... Maybe if it was an actual standalone co-op multiplayer game, but I don't... I I mean, obviously, I have no sources, but that just seems... I, I, I don't believe that. However, it's not clear if those plans are still in place. So there you go. Co-op is a feature Gorilla has long intended to introduce to the series and it's understood PlayStation was equally keen to see online functionality implemented in the sequel. A co-op feature was initially planned for the first game, but was ultimately scrapped so the development team could focus on other areas of the title. Zero Dawn concept arc that leaked in 2014, verified by VGC, even shows initial plans to have multiplayer, multiple players Battle the game's huge mechanical beasts, also known as dinosaurs. Gorilla, 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 this is like when I told you Max was like criminal. Gorilla's work on a sequel has, has recently been suggested by a series of job advertisements, which mention an open world game featuring quests and creatures. I keep seeing my freaking mustache and it's messing me up. PlayStation has even made possible references to how the PS5's innovative controller, Sean, Give me some props here. Controller could impact gameplay in Horizon. System architect Mark Cerny, the dirty, and CEO Jim Ryden, the Ryden, Ryden. <laughs> have said the dual senses adaptive triggers will help players feel the tension of their actions. Like, quote, like when drawing a bow to shoot an arrow. Sean. A PC version of Horizon Zero Dawn and a comic prequel are, that are set after the events of the first game will be released this summer, possibly leaking into the sequel. Sean Layden in 2017 confirmed that Horizon Zero Dawn was a franchise the platform holder was intended to leverage into the future. Quote, Gorilla co-founder, Herman Hulse has got a very keen mind on where he wants to take Horizon and what the roadmap is, Dash, and that roadmap is expressed in multiple years, he told the Telegraph. I think we'll be in the Horizon business for a long time. Sony Interactive Entertainment did not respond to requests for comment. Sean. I, this was big news, but to me, I always figured like Horizon would at least be a trilogy. I don't know if you feel like I do, but like, I'm glad this came out. I still think, I don't know that Horizon will actually be a launch game as I've said, but I feel like it'll be a launch quote unquote window game, like maybe by I think by summer of next year for sure. Exactly. Like Q1, Q2, 2021. Like if they... 
if they come out at nine E3 this year and they blow out the PS5, or if it's before that, if it happens in May, like we'll talk about here with Xbox here in a minute, um, it seems like both consoles will come out this fall slash holiday, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's going to be enough games. There's going to be Madden's. There's going to be Ubisoft games like Watch Dogs Legion. Like I've said, ever since it got delayed, I said, oh, that's a PS5 launch game. All the reports are saying I was right. They're not saying Kevin was right. They're saying it's a launch game. Um, I do wonder what that means for Gods and Monsters because uh, that game, that if, if you remember, Sean, that's the Breath of Wild looking Ubisoft um, yeah. game that I cannot wait to play because it looks like Breath of the Wild. Um, I think Sony would be, it's in their best interest to somehow have Horizon 2, whatever it's called, ready at launch. But obviously Microsoft and, you know, uh, 343 has been working on Halo Infinite way longer than Gorilla has been working on Horizon 2, whatever it's called. But just the fact that, like, this is actually confirmed. The co-op thing is, like, I don't care. I, I assume it will be, obviously, it's not going to be, like, integral to the story. Like, if you and I want to get online and play Horizon 2 co-op and knock out some missions and level up and do whatever, I assume we can do that. But I don't think, they're, they're not dumb enough to say, to beat the story, you have to play co-op. There's, like, if they no, do that, no yeah. So... What do you think? Like, did you think Horizon was always going to be a trilogy at least? What do you think about these reports? It's cool to hear, but I tend to just assume everything's going to be a a trilogy as long as... I feel like if you get one and then you get a two, I generally just assume there's going to be a third, sometimes a fourth. Um, I'm not super surprised, but it's cool to hear, I guess. I'm curious what this co-op is going to be. Are they going to introduce another main character that you can play as? I feel like it's going to be more, I don't know. I, I don't think of it as being true co-op. Like, I don't, I feel like the second player's role is going to be, I think you have one person who's Aloy and yeah. another person who, I don't know. Like or whatever driving a vehicle yeah. or something, you know, like it's just, I don't think it's going to be true. Co- I mean, maybe, but. So the, the, the art that leaked and I don't have it here, but it was from 2014. The game came out in 2017, by the way. So this was super early in development, but it was like, it was Aloy, like jumping over a brontosaurus or something and doing this. And there's a guy with a gun looking at the brontosaurus and another guy with like a, a a crossbow or something looking at the brontosaurus. Like, I think it was more, if they do it, I don't think any of it is story-based. I think it's more just, it's a way for you if you want to level up or something, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited either way. I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to make my prediction that Horizon 2 is a launch game. Um, I just think that regardless of what I said earlier, like Halo Infinite's coming out. I know it's cross-gen. You can play it on the the X-Bone or the Series X. Um, But I feel like just because that's there, Sony has to have something to entice people to make that jump from the four to the five. So we'll see. Yeah. Speaking of the Series X, there is a rumor that Xbox has a next-gen showcase rumor to happen in May. 
apparently this is due or this is not due. They're going to do a reveal of Sean. Remember when we talked about Lockhart forever ago? Yeah. The, so it's supposedly a less powerful series X, which I don't know. I honestly don't know that I believe this because we're so Microsoft has been so transparent and they've talked so much about what's happening with the series X that I feel like if there was going to be two SKUs, I kind of feel like they would have done it before now, but the rumors are saying that we will get a reveal of the Lockhart. The Lockhart is rumored to only be four teraflops and have limited next gen features. We don't know what those features are. Four teraflops, by the way, would be like three times more powerful than the PS4 Pro. But limited next-gen features, I don't know what that would be. Because their next-gen features, I don't remember hearing a lot about it. Like, that, like all they've talked about is teraflops. Am I wrong? Right. Well, that's that's why this sounds weird to me. Like, yeah. for a company that's just all about the flops, I can't believe they would release a next-gen system that's only got four teraflops. Like, you're either only. all about yeah. it or, like, you know, like, I don't know. Yep. I don't buy that. I mean, it may be a you know quote-unquote lower lower version of the series x i don't know that i buy four teraflops and limited next gen at that point what's the point you're just basically why even do it just get an xbox one yeah right yeah yeah, uh, something seems weird about that. Yeah, I, I agree. This is odd. So there, there's the rumors also saying that there will be news on upcoming games, including Halo Infinite and the Fable reboot. Reboot. Dash block. Um, at this point, like, I don't even remember what year Halo Infinite was announced, but all they have shown is CG. They have not shown one second of gameplay and this is kind of what i was bitching about before gears 5 release last year it's like you go through e3 and you've got this like oh here comes our camera and it goes like this and it goes into the floor and then you're like here's multiplayer cg shit and it's like this pg podcast you're not listening um like you don't actually show any of the game and it's like people are dying like if if you follow colin and chris chris raygun is a huge halo fan and he's tweeted multiple times, like, I'm going to kill myself if you don't just show some kind of gameplay from Halo Infinite. And at this point, if this game is actually coming out holiday 2020, they have got to show something either in May or at 93 in June. Otherwise, okay, this game is vaporware. How long did we keep hearing about and seeing bits and pieces of Death Stranding, Death Stranding. before we finally yeah. saw gameplay? And then when we saw gameplay, Sam was like, hmm, hmm, <laughs> by the way, it's $25 on Amazon or the other day it was, I don't know if it still is, but yeah. But then Phil Spencer responded to a fan who asked, hi, Xbox P3 at Xbox P3. How are you feeling about the eventual reveals of new games and new info on the series X later this year? How is planning going? By the way, he said, how are you feeling about blah, blah, blah with a period? Good job, dude. Xbox. Uh, there are definitely a lot of hungry fans out here. Phil Spencer replied, reviewed plans yesterday. This was on April 23rd for continued sharing through launch. 
Team is doing great work and adapting. This feels like it's just an AI responding, honestly. I've never been more excited about Xbox plans. We've heard you. You want transparency slash authenticity, space, space. We plan to keep showing. We plan to, wow. We plan to keep showing that way, comma. Next step is not too much of a wait, games. Um, now when I actually read this, I'm like, was this an actual this, tweet? Did, did Cortana write this? Like, what is this? This was an actual tweet from his account. Um, now I don't know how much weight. Now that I actually read this, I'm like, I don't know how Next much weight I put not into too much of a weight. Games, games. <laughs> I've never been more excited about Xbox planes. Period. We've heard you, comma. You want transparency slash authenticity. Space, space. We plan to keep showing that way. Keep showing that way. Uh, I think, I think Phil got hacked. But you know, regardless, you know by now, Matt. I'm sorry, we're not Xbox guys. Um, we never will be. But I want both next gen consoles to freaking knock it out of the park. I do because I want an Xbox Three and a PS Six to happen. I don't want it to just be an app on my Apple TV or something. Like, I don't want that. So I want this gen to even be more successful than next gen. I really doubt that'll happen. I don't know how Sony's going to sell more than 110 million PS5s. Or I mean, PS4, sorry. Um, but you never know. So, yeah. Any thoughts, Sean? Yeah. Yeah. NPD results are in for March. Number one, of course, was this freaking Animal Crossing's New Horizons. Number two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number three, MLB The Show 20. Holy crap. Number four, somehow was Resident Evil 3 in March. This game came out in, on April 3rd. I tweeted Nibel after he tweeted this. He didn't write me back because I'm just, you know, a pube stash like Bob Mackie would say. Uh, I don't get it, but like, why did that even chart? I don't know. Number five, NBA 2K20. Number six, Doom Eternal. Uh, that that worries me that it was only number six. Like behind NBA 2K and MLB, like a Sony exclusive still. At and least behind a year. game that didn't come out till April. <laughs> like what? <laughs> um, Persona 5 Royal was number seven. GTA 5 was number eight because life. Uh, Borderlands 3 was number nine. I need to breathe. My watch tells me. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was number 10. However, Assassin or not Assassin's Creed, Animal Crossing, damn it, was the third best-selling Nintendo game, literally, Sean, ever, behind Smash Ultimate and Smash Brawl. I want to kill myself reading this, and you are part of the problem. It is I think the I get the appeal. Like, I don't I get it. I freaking However, hate I hate everything about this game. I am so sick. It's been out for like a month and a half now, and these freaking people on Twitter are still tweeting about this damn stupid game. And I'm like, all you do is you boot it up, you walk around, and you sell turnips, and you fly to somebody's island, and then you sign up. Like, what the hell? This is a mobile game, like we talked about a few weeks ago. All I can see to me, and then I'll let you butt in. I know it cut you off. This is a mobile game that you've paid $60 for, and I don't see... If I bought this game, 
I would be livid right now. I don't understand this game. I can't even say that I get it. Like I just, it's the second best selling game this year so far behind call of duty. I would think after April, it's probably going to pass it because you're all psychopaths. It's the best selling animal crossing game ever already. And it had a better launch than any Zelda or Mario game. And I want to throw up in my mouth and then swallow it so that I feel the pain. Go defend it. Oh, I'm not defending it, but well, I, well, no, I guess I'm not. I just think this game more than any other thing as bad as it sounds. No, okay. From yeah. COVID. Yeah. It's people just sitting in their house and they can't leave. Well, what am I going to do? I guess I'll like, it's just the game that you can just pick up and just play every day. Something new is different every day. And I think if COVID hadn't happened, it would not have sold. I mean, it still would have sold a lot because it's animal crossing, but right. it would not be number one for March. What I will say though, so Justin Davis brought this up either this week or last week on Game Scoop. He said what a lot of people, I, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit and I, I asked for that. So I can't be mad. Um, <clears throat> he said some people are playing this game wrong. He said that apparently in the Animal Crossing community with all you psychopaths that Animal Crossing is meant to be played in small doses over a very long period of time. And that actually, while the quarantine, which we know it's not a quarantine, the stay at home isolation, whatever you want to call it, is driving sales up. What he was saying is that he thinks, and I don't remember if other people were telling him this or just, or this was his thoughts, but that like people are kind of playing this game, quote unquote, wrong because animal crossing is meant to be played over weeks and months and maybe years. I don't know. So that you experience the different seasons, the the different events, all this other stuff that now that everybody's the the time travel thing kind of ruined it for me, honestly, because now I feel like since I know everybody's doing it, I'm like, well, I have to also, but it's just so much freaking work to like if i could just go in and know that i can do everything i need to do in the game that i can do in that day and like 45 minutes or something i'd be more likely to play it every day than just oh or i can just sit and play for like five hours at a time and just keep time traveling time traveling and time traveling and get all this fruit and sell it and find tarantulas and sell them and find these things and hand them over to the blasters like okay so i don't know i agree i mean who's to say what's right and wrong but i do think the time travel thing kind of ruined it okay um i don't know i've i'm kind of losing interest i may pick it up again at some point but like now that i know like i see on twitter all the time people are oh look at my island i've got roads and all this stuff i'm like well that's kind of cool but i'm like i would have rather just been not had that spoiled and just play and then yeah. all of a sudden you know after i've been playing for months all of a sudden i can get in that whereas now i'm like oh that's coming up oh that's cool i'd like to get that i better get back to time traveling and it's just not fun i don't know i think it has i'm not going to say what's right or wrong but i i think it's just kind of lame i think it's kind of ruined it yeah i will never if at this point if nintendo gave me a code i would say I'm going to do it in a giveaway because I don't want to play this stupid-ass game. Uh, also, when it comes to hardware, the Switch doubled its sales from last March. 
that's crazy. I guess. Thank you, COVID. Um, that's a joke. Don't get mad at me. Uh, all three consoles were up March over March. The PS4 and Xbox One were both up 25%. Switch set the all-time record for March sales, beating their launch month in March 2017. It was also the highest quarter one sales for any console since the Nintendo DS 10 years ago in 2010. So Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft are like, thank you, coronavirus. We appreciate it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I tell you what I want. And What's I'm that? not the only one. Because of this quarantine crap, I've been looking to get Death training. Well, get it then. You can't. It's so oh. you need to buy it on eBay and people are selling it for like three hundred dollars. Oh my god. I hate Amazon. people. It's not a Walmart, Target. Target, games. okay. I look a couple times a week. I've not come across it anywhere. It's eBay or bust and it's like well, two, I would let you hundred dollars. I would let you borrow mine, but every couple times a week I walk downstairs and Casey is drenched in sweat going. <laughs> <laughs> so casey and nick are freaking loving it i haven't used it since you and i played it whenever it was probably at christmas i guess it was christmas or, or new yeah, year the, or the day after or something yeah um yeah so i would give you mine but casey would fight you for it <laughs> all right sean you want to get the wrap up sure Death Stranding on PC has been delayed until July 14th because somebody at Kojima Productions got COVID-19, so they shut the studio down. They delayed it for a month. Please be excited. Sean, please play this freaking game. Sean. Yeah. Play Uncharted 4. That I'll play. Okay, good. Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to Xbox Game Pass console on May 7th. It replaces GTA 5. This is a hell of a deal for this boring-ass game where you shovel poop and walk around without cars. <clears throat> Championship Edition 2 is free on PS4, X-Bone, and Steam until May 10th. I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet, Sean. I guess you haven't played it either. No, I, I don't even know why you told me to download. Is it literally just Pac-Man? I don't it's know. It's Pac-Man, but it's like the levels change and they go they go horizontal or vertical and there's like extra ghosts or something. It's it's supposed to be I think the first championship edition is supposed to be better than two, but I've heard this game is still pretty fun. So I was like, it's free. I just want it in my library. I'll get to it at some point. I'm not gonna get a platinum. I don't even know if it has a platinum. <laughs> but it's supposed to be fun, so yeah. The uh, Xbox Series X logo was revealed in a trademark filing. And it says, Series X. So all you Xbox fanboys making fun of the PS5 logo reveal, your Series X logo says, Series X. WWE 2K21 was officially canceled. Instead, a, quote, arcade-style brawler, 2K Battlegrounds, developed by Deep Silver, I think, is revealed coming out this fall. I wrote down here my notes. It looks absolutely horrible. John Cena gets thrown into a crocodile. I don't appreciate that much. There's dragon punches and sonic booms and Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is like two feet tall with a head that's three feet wide. So <laughs> I don't know about this game, but like when I heard they were canceling 2K1, I was like, oh, please just give us something. Like at this point, I would settle for like WWE Superstars or whatever that game was. 
five, six, seven years ago. Uh, I think that was PS3 and Xbox 360, but I'm not sure. But something that's in the vein of No Mercy, and we're never going to get it. So screw us, fans. Hopefully the AEW game is good whenever it comes out. Sean. So, Did you know it's that time of the week when we play the... <gasps> it's the back it's the- of the box challenge. I don't know if we synced up or not, but I was definitely we did. You. I mean, on my end. Okay, then I think we synced up. But that's on my not what end, matters. And on my end, I was like ahead of you, and I was like, I don't care. I'm just going for it. Well, I think uh, what you hear is what the people will hear. But on my end, I was in sync with you. Challenge. The Backbox <laughs> Challenge is how we end the podcast when challenge. we want to hear on the two-player co-op podcast. What we do is we take a look at a previously released retail version of a game. We read the back-to-box aloud to the other player. We bleep out any pertinent information that would give the game away or make it way too obvious. Then the other player gets to ask some questions and try to figure out if they could figure out what the back-to-box que- back game is. And that's the game. Sean. Thank you, Reed, first. Yes. And I am ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? If you thought blank went to the edge of blank, blank, power blasting, sensory insanity, then prepare yourself. You're about to plunge over the edge and into the depths of blank. Suddenly warped into the outer reaches of the, I'll just say this because I don't know what this is. Zeta Aquile system Your new mission sends you into the black depths of treacherous alien mines. You blast through enemy... Descent? Or Descent 2 or something? I hate you so much. (laughs) (sighs) You blast through enemy enemy (laughs) enemy robots with powerful new tools. Learning their flaming... Leaving their flaming hulks, hulks in your exhaust. Exhaust. Your ultimate goal to exterminate <laughs> the alien robot stronghold. I was hoping I was going to get far enough into this and you would think it was a Metroid game. I can't believe they have not like brought this game back to life. Well, now remember, they kickstarted a new Descent game, but either it didn't hit the Kickstarter or it hit and they just bailed on everybody. I don't remember what it was. Really? I don't even remember. That. Well, there was a new Descent game, but then there was a spiritual successor, successor which was by the people that actually made the first two games but I don't remember what was the good one. What was the bad one? What came out? What didn't it's kind of like mist, you know, the, the original developers of mist came out with a, I think it was oblivion was like the spiritual successor to mist, but yep. This was a long back the box. So I'm kind of glad you got it. Cause I got to pee, <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember like, uh, like I'm Wait, pretty so was it sh- descent two? It was two. Yeah. Okay. I, I really feel like, I don't think my nostalgia overrates these games. I feel like both of them were awesome. There was a third one though, wasn't it? But but it wasn't called Descent 3. Was it kind of like a Final Doom thing or something? Or am I crazy? Uh, I only remember one and two. Okay. But it's possible. These games were so good. Do you know when it came out? Two? Yeah. 1998? Six. So I assume the first one came out in five and this came out a a week later, a year later. Wow. All right. Well, I hope you gave me an easy one because that sucked. I think it's going to be easy. The first trailer came out in 1995 and it came out in 96. Okay, go. Okay. You don't play it. 
It plays it, you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what it is? No. Okay. Lock and load as you jump into this adrenaline rush. Blank, the hero from Blank, so awakes, series. awakes from his cryogenic sleep to find himself in the clutches of his old enemy, the Gan- Blank. Calamity Ganon? <laughs> no. Okay. With your heart in your throat, battle through a three-dimensional labyrinth spanning 13 levels and endless sub-levels. Feel the terror as you and blank move through the dark enemy-infested hallways and Is this a sequel? Yes. Okay. Is this, well, is it a sequel or is it kind of like a spinoff? made by rare on the n64 it's a sequel okay what were you thinking perfect arc oh um feel the terror as you and blank move through dark enemy infested hallways and oh blanks is this a capcom game no god damn okay in the hopes of finally vanquishing the dreaded blanks and then there's some bullets So is this the second in the series or later? Second. N64 game? No. PC? No. PlayStation? Yes. Second in a series. Okay, that's interesting. So is it first person? No. But it's a 3D game? Yes. Did this series originate on the Super Nintendo? No. Well, yeah. Well, as well as the Genesis? As Yeah. Do you... Um, are you a human? Yes. Oh, well, crap. Uh, is it licensed? No. Did the series continue past this? No. Oh, damn. Okay, so it started on Super Nintendo and Genesis? That is correct. And it ended on the PlayStation? That is correct, to my knowledge. And the Saturn or just PlayStation? I think, I don't think it was out on Saturn. Not Capcom. Is it Konami? No. Well, okay. I got nothing else. Um, uh, Let's focus on the original game, Sean. It's not licensed. Was the original game a side-scroller? Yes. Do you shoot things? Yes. Is that your only form of attack? It's your main primary form of attack. But it's side-scrolling. Okay. We're talking about the original now. Right. Okay. That yeah. Right. I'm trying to picture a Super Nintendo Genesis game that went to PlayStation and then stopped. And I don't like it. Um. Okay, the actual game, 
is it based in some sort of reality that we would consider to be real? <laughs> I mean, you're a human, but besides that, and there's a lot of like in 1996 sci-fi type it? stuff. Okay. Okay. Is it a midway game? No. So it's not Capcom, not Konami, not Midway. Right. Um, What's the bullet points? Feel the terror as you and blank move through dark enemy infested... Oh, wait, I already read that part. Dark enemy infested hallways and alien space stations. But it's not licensed? No. Was there a Um, sequel to Zero Tolerance that I don't know about? (laughs) Uh, one tolerance. Wait, um, is this a Doom game? No. Uh, all right, bullets. Highly detailed player-controlled animation. High-tech weapons, pistols with different shell types, and explosive explosive mine mechanisms. Um... Is the developer still in business? Uh, not that I know of. A radio-controlled reconnaissance droid to help get through the levels. Would I kick myself in the ass if I don't get this game? Yes. Um, Wait, out- but it's not first person, right? Correct. Outwit devious blanks oh wait a minute you son of a biscuit did this game scare you half to death when you were a little <laughs> little baby is it fade to black it is god okay read that again because that didn't sound at all like fade to black so pretty much everything i bleeped out was conrad and more okay lock and load as you jump into this adrenaline rush uh conrad the hero from from flashback the quest for identity awakes i feel like he should be awakens from his cryogenic <laughs> sleep to find himself in the clutches of his old enemy spaceship the, yeah. the moops i mean the morphs <laughs> jerry yeah <laughs> with your heart and your throat battle through a three-dimensional labyrinth spanning 13 levels and endless sub-levels feel the terror as you and conrad move through the dark enemy infested hallways and alien space stations in the hopes of finally vanquishing the dreaded morphs i think of all games on the PS1 slash PC, it's funny that we both did a PC game that we that probably came out the same year. Um, I this is the game that I wish more than any I could go back and play because I have I don't know if it's nostalgia and it's well, you being so that. scared. I mean, it's on PlayStation. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe you can buy it. I don't know. I mean, you definitely game. Forget about it. I don't know how you would ever play it again. We'll see. But the the problem is, so like on the pie, look at the PS Store now. Yeah. So on the pie, it's hard to emulate PS One games and Saturn games and N sixty four games. At least the pie that I have, it doesn't work. You can do it, but remember when when we looked at No Mercy, like it was like there was like two Uh, of Austin or two of every wrestler it was on. But this is the one game from that era that I'm like, I wish I could go back and play this, and I also wish they would remaster it and re release it. Yeah, uh, it is not on the PlayStation Store, unfortunately. Well, that's because Sony sucks. Again, we're not just fanboys here. Uh, that's it for episode 180. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you didn't know, we are part of the Nerd901 family. So go to nerd901.com for all things nerdy in Memphis. 
and around the multiverse. Check out youtube.com slash without fear to check out our brother from our other mother, Ernie. Um, you know, all the other stuff. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Kevin white 24. He's at real Sean white together at two player underscore co-op uh, underscore. Um, I hope you've enjoyed my mustache. It's the last time you'll ever see it for sure. At least by itself. Um, this has been a good episode, but Sean, until the next time, why don't you go ahead and take us out? Thank you for playing.